0: Well, welcome back, listeners. This is Act 5, As I Live It, episode 34, Parties and Celebrations, October 2022. October's Party by George Cooper. October gave a party. The leaves by hundreds came. The chestnuts, oaks, and maples and leaves of every name. The sunshine spread a carpet and everything was grand. Miss Weather led the dancing, Professor Wind the band. The chestnuts came in yellow, the oaks in crimson dressed. The lovely Mrs. Maple in scarlet looked their best. All balanced to their partners and gaily fluttered by. The sight was like a rainbow new fallen from the sky. Then in the rustic hollow, at hide and seek they played, the party closed at sundown, and everybody stayed. Professor Wynn played louder. They flew along the ground, and then the party ended in jolly hands around. Yes, child, October means the fall season, and it is one of my favorite seasons of the year. I love watching the leaves change as I've mentioned in so many former episodes. It's as if I am watching the greatest artists from the heavens above paint a colorful landscape from all sorts of vantage points. The rich golds, burnt orange, and variations of crimson remind me of bolts of colorful African fabric at a straw market in Soweto. As the poem that I recite every year, and have memorized most of says, the sight is like a rainbow new falling from the sky. George Cooper was born in the first half of the 19th century and must have been a very observant poet to have written such a descriptive poem. I spent a little time researching when he wrote it. Well, not enough though, cause Google wasn't as helpful as I'd like. But regardless of when, he captured a season using verse that is appropriate for any year the poem is read or recited. I look out my kitchen windows, past the railings of the deck, and see the kaleidoscopic dance the leaves perform as some have served their purpose and fall to the ground. It's like confetti thrown up and fallen down in celebration a nature's party. I love a party. When I turned 50, I threw one for myself. In inviting family, friends, and colleagues from every aspect of my first 50 years, I created a tapestry without realizing it. 20 years later, a surprise party was thrown in my honor and the attendees represented newest watches to my life's quilt. At both parties, dancing was a key element. A DJ guided us at my 50th, and for my surprise party, my youngest sister's band played Stevie's happy birthday to ya song and other music for the evening. Quite the surprise. Parties are another form of celebrating, I believe. Recently, I've gone to or known of way too many celebrations of life, though. Almost all of them were surprises people I knew who were seemingly fit and vibrant, here one day, gone the next. Surely a reminder that tomorrow is not promised, so I try to celebrate each day in some way. The grandest of celebrations of life occurred when the Queen of England died of old age in September. At 96, Elizabeth II achieved the longest reign as ruler of that country, 70 years of pomp and circumstance and pomp and circumstance that funeral was. I watched the entire seven-hour televised event starting around 5 a.m. United States time. I took a 45-minute walk, though, while the procession marched to the final ceremonial location, where, at the end, a single bagpipe played a somber solo song, walking away from the sanctuary, down a hall, and disappearing just as the casket slowly descended beneath the floor. How symbolic, but also most historical. While I am not an avid history buff, I felt the depths of history making with the passing of this particular royal. Also not a fan of the royals, but having the capacity to recognize the meaning, I wanted to participate in some way just as I have with events for significant United States politicians. Significant, in my mind, are those who are or have been firsts. There have only been six Queens of England, if my research is accurate, and probably not another for a long time, and certainly not during the rest of my lifetime. I admired the respect and dignity the Queen's family showed, despite the reported divisions and disagreements. I didn't quite understand the reverence from people she ruled, though, and the way the whole royalty culture works for them, especially because these people pay taxes to have kings and queens represent a higher order of governing, complete with wearing dynasty-acquired gold and other jewels. But they don't govern. Prime Ministers do. Yet the country has struggled with recent Prime Ministers, and as I record this episode, They now have a third one in less than four months. Let's see how long this man with Indian roots lasts. Some of my friends frowned when I asked if they had watched the Queen's homegoing celebration. I got the sense that they felt my interest was misguided. I certainly have some degree of respect for Elizabeth II, but the Queen's I bow down to are the women who played integral roles in shaping who I have become. Queens like my mother, of course, my paternal grandmother, my Aunt Bessie, some of the Oblate Sisters of Providence, especially Sister Reginald, my algebra teacher, and my mother friend in Baltimore. Other Queens gave me something to be proud of. Queens like Rosa Parks, Barbara Jordan, Coretta Scott Key, Nina Simone, Michelle Obama, and I can't leave out the Queen of Soul, Aretha. But I've digressed from my topic, (laughs) sorry. When I finished watching the Brits' three celebrations and their unified efforts to build the Queen farewell, I thought about a different kind of party, the political ones, the Democratic and Republican parties, especially. One thing I thought about was the dire need in the United States of America to have respect dignity, and some degree of reverence by those representing the people who voted for them, as well as for the people they work with. Based on the commercials for the upcoming midterm elections and the televised debates, debates, our choices for leadership have become way too pedestrian, down right street if I am totally honest. But I won't be deterred from voting. I'll make the best choices I can and hope they are winners for us all. One thing I know, no matter who wins, the two parties have much work to do to create a bridge that will close the divide and uphold the ideals set forth not long ago. To divert from the mayhem, I helped my ski club plan a party to celebrate a significant and historical milestone. For almost two years, I was a member of the Black Ski Incorporated Anniversary Committee with an objective to lay out plans to celebrate the club's 50th anniversary. That's right, 50 years of skiing and snowboarding around the world. There were numerous Zoom meetings to discuss how we would celebrate, when we would celebrate, where we would celebrate, who to invite as VIPs, how much to charge for tickets, what avenues to advertise the historical event. What kind of fundraising to do, what to do about COVID requirements, etc., etc. By the time September 24th, 2022 came, I was never so glad to have something over and done. But it was a grand success. We celebrated the entire weekend by holding a happy hour on Friday, a formal gala on Saturday, and a brunch on Sunday. One of the two remaining club founders attended and we celebrated his upcoming something, 80-something birthday. One of the two original founders of the National Brotherhood of Skiers, the NBS, which is the umbrella organization for all black ski clubs, came from Detroit to party with us. And the current NBS president from the New Orleans Ski Club, whose triplets win many of the youth races, attended the entire weekend of activities. Clubs from Connecticut, New York, and Atlanta were also in attendance. We had a great time seeing faces we hadn't seen in a long time, both because of COVID and for other reasons. Everyone looked grand and celebratory, especially the men in their tuxedos, child. A continuous loop of skiing photos framed both sides of the DJ's platform. Many photos showed the club in old uniforms as well as our newest one. Sadly though, several photos included members who have recently skied their last run. The cocktail hour held in the foyer of the College Park Marriott, located on the grounds of the University of Maryland, touted a female tenor saxophone player dressed in a gold gown who bellowed out soulful sounds as people sipped and took advantage of the roving platters of delicious hors d'oeuvres. The guests knew it was time to sit down and eat when the four sets of double doors opened almost simultaneously, creating a dramatic entrance to the grand ballroom. After an elaborate dinner buffet, The program began that featured a champagne toast to our milestone, recognition of the club's founders, and finished with the song, One Moment in Time, sung by a most talented woman. (laughs) Of course, that wasn't me. The DJ played great dancing music, and I learned a new line dance that night. Each attendee had a chance to have a memento photo taken by a professional photographer who placed us dead center of the 50th anniversary logoed backdrop that stood wide and tall on the luscious red carpet. We also made sure that everyone got a copy of the souvenir booklet that featured statements from the mayor of Washington, D.C., where the club is based and the congressional representative from the House of Representatives, as well as lots of photos from 50 years of ski trip experiences. I say again, child, the celebration at the gala was a grand success. Made me so proud and pleased that all of the meetings and plannings had played off. A month before the celebration, WAMU, a national public radio station interviewed us and published an article on their dcist.com website. The article gave the reader a good story about blacks doing a sport dominated by whites. Check it out if you have some time. dcist.com is the website. Search for Black Ski Club. In a month or so, holiday parties will be held. Soon after, we will celebrate the coming new year. I should be rested up from our 50th by then. My hope is that all of my listeners get to celebrate many things and many times throughout the year. Party hearty too, regardless of your aging status, because remember, tomorrow is not promised. But first, let us fully enjoy this season. Fall is a time for renewal spiritually, and naturalistically, which is why the leaves from the trees do their swan song ballet. In order for growth and rebirth of new leaves and new eras, like the loss of the Queen of England, the old ones have served their purpose and must make way for the new. Thanks to nature's cyclical seasons, the party in October will go on year after year after year. Let's celebrate that. Till next time.